guys welcome back it's been a few weeks it's cole here join with me a cast of characters this time this is gonna be the biggest podcast we've done we start off with one of my co-hosts aaron as usual how's it going everybody next we got dan first time on the pod aside from the interview how you doing howdy howdy nick how are you i'm doing great and trent how are you i'm doing great what it do baby we're going to do a bit of a different type of podcast here today. We're just going to go through and kind of freelance off uh, each team and go through and give some of our thoughts. We're about halfway through the season. Figured we do a bit of a off-script podcast just to kind of see how it goes. So we'll start off first with the 5-1 and one Winnipeg when day goes. Anybody got some thoughts on this real quick? Yeah, next wide receiver core to start has been crazy to see the fact that DJ Chark is leading his committee um, but he's getting AJ Green back here shortly and uh, recent news that Nikhil Harry will be back practicing this week so a really hot start for being a little beat up at the wide receiver position and potentially getting his wide receiver one and two back uh, to continue his soon-to-be playoff run. Yeah, for uh, another thing that I really liked about Nick that kind of made me a little sad looking back to it is that uh, now that I'm looking at his team a little clo- more closely, this man's has my uh, Russell Wilson back. And I remember that in the round that he took Russell Wilson was the round I was going to take him. And so he kind of kind of stole that one from me without me. I kind of forgot about that, honestly. And um just seeing how much he's blown up for this year is just being monstrous, putting out crazy amount of points towards all the teams he's playing against some really good defenses too. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a plus to, towards his team. Was Russ your QB one in the draft, Nick? I don't remember if it was him or Jimmy G. Uh, yeah, he was by maybe a round or two. Yeah, I was watching Russ pretty intently as well. I'm, surprised that your wide receivers have performed as well as they have i mean obviously chark's been incredible and then alan robinson's put out a pretty decent amount of points i'm sure you have to feel good about debo samuel playing decent when he hasn't been uh, injured yeah absolutely i'm happy with my team in general there's a few weeks there that, uh, especially with those stat change corrections i've been incredibly lucky on that uh i was thinking i don't know where the season's gonna go but uh yeah Thanks, Straight to the it. playoffs, that's where it's going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're uh, definitely in a good spot for the playoffs as of now. Uh, obviously, though, the uh, if there's anything that's going to hold you back, it might end up being the running back position, uh, just because you run in a pretty, a fairly thin rotation, and you're, you know, heading in with James Conner on by this week, and if you see, uh, if you suffer an injury there, you might be a little... A little thin. Uh, thankfully, though, you have about 14 different wide receivers you could uh, trade away to somebody, and there's plenty of teams that need help with the wide receiver position. So should be all right, even in the uh, the worst-case scenario that uh, carry on or James Conner go down. Yeah, I definitely didn't plan on hoarding this many wide receivers, but I'm not upset about it. Shout-out to the East for uh, 
having their fourth place team be three and three. Yeah, dude, that division's looking pretty tough. Right, let's move on to the next team in the division, the Metropolis Magicians. Devin Seems been pretty good this year, obviously, four and two. Feeling pretty good about his running backs. He was able to steal Dalvin Cook away from Dan there, stacking him with Melvin Gordon, Josh Jacobs. That's a pretty hefty running back core there for Devin. Man, I don't know what it's – he's always – me and Aaron actually talked about him last year during the redraft. He, Devin, the way that he just perf- – works his team he's very um like behind the doors kind of negotiator if that makes sense he's just doesn't it isn't really vocal but always has some um you know some something in the works something in the works that works out for him in like how you see now his his running back is just insane i, I would say probably best in the league and um you know but you don't really hear much from Devin. Yeah, I think his wide receiving core is definitely going to be the um, thing that's holding him back. He is on a two-game losing streak, not solely because of the wide receiving core, but Kenny Galladay leading the charge. Um, not necessarily crazy high scoring, and the fact that he lost Antonio Brown um, was probably not in his plans when drafting him. The Disley injury definitely uh, hurts a lot at the tight end position there. Nobody else has really done anything this year. Yeah, sorry, Devin. Um, yeah, I appreciate the third round pick, though. That's that's number what? Like, is that your seventy fifth draft pick in round twenty twenty, Aaron? Uh, something around there, but uh, I mean they've they've come in and out of the team. Uh, but no, I mean I've kind of made several trades with Devin this season. Um, you know it just so happens that he gives me the best offer for my players. So now he reacquired Melvin Gordon, got Curtis Samuel, Rashad Penny from me. Had Will Disley for a week, um, but no, I really like Devin's team. Uh, I liked it heading into the year, but it's definitely uh, exceeded my expectations so far. Yeah, it's going to be a stressful matchup this week for me. Dak Prescott's also performed really, really, really well to start the season. Enough, he's kind of cooled off the last three games, but still performing at a QB one level. He's getting a good boost from that. And then also a few defensive players that were sleepers coming in, like Jabril Peppers is a top five DB. Von Bell is also up there near the top for the DB. So he's got pretty good production all around. Moving on next, we got the Boston Clams was possibly the youngest team in the league now. Not so sure at this point. I'm sure he's still pretty young. But what do you guys think about the squad so far this season? Well, unfortunately for Joey, he can't... uh seemed to productive struggle very well. You know, he he went into the season not wanting to uh you know, believing that his team had no shot at a deep playoff run, but yet here he is three and three through the midway point of the year, uh right in the thick of the playoff race. I don't know if he has enough uh enough power at the flex positions in particular to really keep that momentum going the whole year, but if I'm Joey, I'm feeling pretty content with uh, where my team is sitting at right now. Yeah, Kyler Murray worked out um, probably more than he expected, better than he expected, rather. Um, Going to be probably his QB1, if not Kirk Cousins. Going to be interesting to see what he does uh, with that situation. And then running backs, uh, going to be interesting to see what Kareem Hunt does here, returning from suspension in a couple of weeks. Um. I think the only thing I had to say for Joey's squad is actually to Joey and um, it would be a trade, trade proposal for uh, Devin Bush. So uh, 
Joy, if you're listening to this, just uh, hit my DMs because I'm really interested in Devin Bush. Uh, just make sure to throw in uh, Devin Singletary and uh, any and all trade talks with him. That's not going to happen. That Diggs trade is looking really good right now, by the way. Giving up James Washington, who got hurt, and then Tyra Williams, who was also hurt for a two for Diggs. That's looking like good value. I mean, he's not performing at the level he probably should be or otherwise would be out there in Minnesota with them being really run heavy to start the year. But if he ends up on another squad next year, which it seems like he probably will, you're going to get top flight numbers from Diggs. as a great move. Probably one of the best trades so far in the league. Yeah, it's a really nice wide receiver core that uh, Joey has kind of under the surface. A lot of young talent there. Looking forward to how the Juju Diggs stack with uh, Christian Kirk in there is going to do. Over time, I don't know if it's going to do it for him this year, but uh, it's very bright. Yeah, we already mentioned it, but uh, Devin Bush has been incredible, and Miles Garrett has also been incredible for the defense. Breaking news, I'm the one who punched Miles Garrett in the face. <laughs> oh, no, dude. That's crazy. Of all the things you see when you pop on Twitter, why would you punch Miles Garrett, though, of all people? Because you knew, you know if he hits you back, you're going to be a millionaire. It's because he likes anime. Why would you punch someone that's like that physically imposing? And fast. I don't see why not. <laughs> see why not? Might as well just go for it, yeet. <laughs> exactly. Right. Hopefully get him injured for the week he plays against you. Exactly. <laughs> All right, the next one. We got one of our championship favorites going into the year. Actually, the bottom of the East at this point through the midway. We got the Pine Grove Grovers. Dylan's team, I mean, it's 3-3 three and three right now, but I feel like that's a lot more uh, just unfortunate for Dylan than it is uh, indicative of his team. Because uh, his points for he is second in the league, only behind Trent, of course. Um, so he's putting up a lot of points on a week-to-week basis. He just says uh, he's had a couple close losses, and so that puts him at this midway spot uh, halfway through the year. But I still like his team's chances of snagging a wild card spot. Yeah, I like the emergence of Tevin Coleman and San Fran. I mean, Briette is still there, but it seems like Coleman's getting a lot of love. And then obviously Zeke at the running back still has his guy there. And wide receivers, um, Mike Evans and Edelman, as well as Cooper, continue to perform at a high level. So moving forward, I still think um, it would not be surprising if Dylan ends up making a move to maybe one or two in this division, potentially winning the division or getting that wild card spot. That Darren Waller pickup was also really, really good move, seeing as he's broken out. But when I'm looking at this roster here, I have to ask you, Dylan, why do you have so many defensive ends? <laughs> I mean, I guess this is coming from somebody that needs defensive ends, but good Lord, this man's got 10 defensive ends right now. And they're all performing at a pretty decent level. Might give quality. Eventually. Not, to, not to be an a-hole, but he has eight defensive ends and two defensive tackles. Same thing. They go in the same spot. Just saying, dog. Just saying. He's also getting good production out of Jamal Adams, Monte Nicholson, and Justin Reed. So his defense is looking really good, too, because the fact that he has Blake Martinez, Corey Littleton, and Luke Keekley all putting up top flight linebacker one numbers is pretty pretty crazy. I'm kind of surprised he's uh, only 3-3 three and three at this point. Shout out to when um, me and... 
Gro- the Grovers had an intense battle for what what was it like week three or week four? Probably week four. That was a really close game, and uh, I don't know if I ever said it, but GGs. All right, so now that we talked about all four teams in the East, let's do a projection for uh, first place in the division and running down through last place. So I'll start. I think Nick wins the division. Dylan comes in second. Devin comes in third, and Joey comes in fourth. Aaron, what do you think? Um, I'm going to go bottom to top. I'm going to say Joey does end up in fourth place, uh, as he probably wants to. Uh, I think... Nick is probably going to see the uh the reverse or the uh the consequences of him uh, sacrificing all those goats early in the year. So he's going to stumble a little bit but still sneak in the playoffs. Then I got Devin in second and Dylan uh surging up to the top of the late season push. And uh Dan, what are your thoughts? I'm going to stick to my gut in preseason. I will think that Devin will rise to the top. Yeah, his wide receivers are not the best, but his running backs are, I mean, they're really, really hard to uh, ignore. I think Nick will drop down to number two, uh, the Grovers at number three, and the Clams at a pretty uh, impressive number four compared to how, how the division is, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's how I think my the rankings will end up at. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Devin to finish as the top, followed by Dylan, Nick, and then Joey as the last place team. Yeah, I think I'll probably go Magicians, Wendigos, Grovers, Clams. I don't know if my goat farm has enough left in it to <laughs> be at the top. <laughs> we have one prize breeding ram and three ewes left. So, you know, I don't know the gestation period personally, but. Oh my goodness. It's, uh, yeah, it might be too long for the season. All right, so now that we got the East out of the way, let's move into the Central here with probably the surprise team so far throughout the year. Everybody doubted him coming in. He's 5-1 now. The Omaha Hawks, led by Patrick Mahomes. What do you guys think about this roster so far? How do you think he's performing? Yeah, I definitely think Ryan is the Cinderella story so far. He did just have his first loss to Aaron, who Aaron is discouraged that he has a win. The first person I've ever met who is discouraged they have a win in fantasy football. Just throw. But I think Ryan's team is overperformed a little bit to this point in the year. But obviously led by Mahomes, it's kind of hard not to be winning when you have a quarterback putting up those types of numbers. Le'Veon Bell has been solid. And Brieta has had a couple of big has had a big week or two, and Barber has had a big week or two. So just kind of the matchups have been playing well in his favor, as well as his wide receiving core. Um, Cortland Sutton's been turning up, and uh, Calvin Ridley has had a couple of big weeks. So he's getting a lot of big playability or big scores week to week that I think have definitely projected him to the five and one record that he's at now. If I'm correct, I think he has three of the uh, top 12 tight ends right now. I could be wrong with Hawkinson. I'm not so sure, but he's getting crazy good uh, production out of Kelsey, Jason Witten, and then Hawkinson had that huge week one, but he's been okay for rookie tight ends so far past that. He's getting pretty good production out of that. And then I can say, because I wasn't thinking he was going to do much, but Cortland Sutton has been really, really good this year. I wasn't expecting it. 
Uh, Hawkinson's uh, 13th. Close. The other two are in the top 10. <clears throat> um, yeah, Ryan seems definitely exceeded expectations. He's uh, He made it through week four, which I thought was going to be a surefire loss with uh, both Le'Veon Bell and Matt Breida on by. Uh, week 10's looking a little rough for him with both Broncos receivers and Jordan Howard and Tom Brady as well on by. Um, so he's going to have a couple more weeks here um, where he's going to have to navigate by weeks. But, but yeah, I mean, he's put himself far enough ahead in the central to where it might not even matter. He's got a two-game lead with uh, seven games to go. So, yeah, I'm really liking where he's at for this year. Hopefully I can uh, make a little dent with that this week since I do play against Ryan this week. So, uh, good luck, Ryan. I am looking to uh, produce big numbers against you. All right, well, moving on is uh, next person in the Central Division is actually the uh, the Duckies um, going at a steady 3-3, three and three, which would land me in last place in the East Division. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you guys think about the Duckies so far? I think the Duckies have had a pretty solid year. I expected them to be in the three and three, five hundred range, uh, led by Julio Jones and Cooper Cup. The wide receiving core is uh, very, very healthy because of those two, and you can't go past this roster without talking about the defensive linemen. Both Bosa brothers, Cameron Jordan, have been absolute studs. So, I like the Duckies' current situation. And I could definitely see them beating the Hawks this week and potentially even catching them in the division. But if not, I still like them to be above 500 and have at least a decent shot in the playoffs. We can't forget about the possible steal of that draft, Terry McLaurin, in the third round. Man, that dude's been a monster so far. Saw earlier on Instagram that Terry McLaurin actually has the second most uh, fantasy points through five games to start a career only behind Randy Moss so that might have been the whole steal of the draft you got him to pair with the other wideouts and then uh, Devin Singletary as a running back also might have been one of the best picks in the draft depending on how healthy he can stay going forward he's looked really good on his touches coming in the only spot on this team that might give me a little bit of pause personally is probably quarterback uh, just because Jared Goff has underperformed to start so far but Daniel Jones has looked decent as long as the Rams can start to get things figured out and get their offensive line fixed in the next uh, offseason here, Jared Goff probably come back up in the rankings. Yeah, I got to say, uh, one of my bigger regrets of this year so far, uh, I made an incorrect gamble on Cooper Cup because I loved the player, but I thought he was going to be slow to start this year coming off the ACL. So I traded him to Dan for what seemed like good value at the time, but course i didn't see cooper cup becoming a top three receiver through uh six weeks so far um so yeah that was my bad uh you're welcome dan but uh no i was actually just talking to joey earlier how i'm liking this lineup a lot more than i thought i did and uh, as long as he doesn't suffer any major injuries to his receivers uh, i think this team has a pretty good shot at making the wild card yeah i'd have to agree the austin hooper pick is definitely a uh Mid-round gem, bringing in that tight end group. Is he tight end one on the year now? I think so. 
Let me, uh, right. let me check real quick here. He's either one or two or three up there at the top. Actually, yeah, he's number one by 15 points. A pretty healthy margin. Still bummed I didn't offer more for Terry McLaren, but uh, I'll just take that loss and carry on. Yeah, I mean, uh, aside uh, from that, <laughs> you, you can continue. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off, boss. Nah, I'm good. All I was going to say is uh, Scary Terry has been looking pretty uh, scary. Am I right, Aaron? Nice and... Uh... No, it's terrible. It's terrible, Nikolai. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as the further I get into the week by week, um, I'm pretty confident with my team. I think the two areas of improvement uh, someone said earlier was definitely quarterback. Um uh, if uh, Trent could just give me Drew Brees, that'd be great. Uh, and also on top of that, my linebackers, probably even my um, my DBs, if I can just have like maybe one good stud, either there in the linebackers or just a overall quarterback, that would definitely round off my team a little more. I feel a little bit more comfortable uh, throughout the year. Um but yeah, just uh, pretty proud of my team, and I hope to at least make it to the playoffs in some form, and then uh, see what happens after that. All right, uh, right now in third place, we've got the Atlanta Sharks. Uh, my boy Jabir coming through with two wins, which is probably more than most people would have expected at this point. Uh, obviously, his team has changed quite a lot since uh, the beginning of the season. Um, but he is fielding a uh, more well-rounded starting lineup at this point, I feel. Like, his running backs have definitely improved since the beginning of the year, since he uh, acquired Carlos Hyde as a very poor man's plug-and-play. Philip Lindsay's definitely had a great start to the year. Um, I still think this is a team that's looking towards the future, but he's uh, he's sitting pretty nice right now with uh, three first-round picks heading into next year. Yeah, I like I like Jabir's team in the sense that he's had a lot of guys come from different places at different times and score for him. I still agree with Aaron and think this is a team that's building towards the future. As mentioned, he does have a lot of draft capital heading into next season, but I don't necessarily see him making a run this year. People seem to forget about Philip Lindsay. He's been pretty quietly good. He's had at least eight points in every game except for one, and he's had the two big blow-up games for 20-plus, so he's been pretty solid, splitting touches with Royce Freeman, and Larry Fitzgerald's been pretty good for what he is at this point in his career. Tyler Lockett, of course, being hyper-efficient with Russell Wilson. So, I mean, his receivers are better than we would have pegged them to be just because Larry Fitzgerald has been performing. Uh, A.J. Brown has shown some flashes. So, I mean, the tight end king also has... Evan Ingram there, who was the tight end one before getting injured a few weeks ago. So hopefully he can continue to get good points out of that. And then, of course, the best kicker in the league. So we'll see how he does the rest of the year. I think it's kind of a, uh, like you guys said, a team that's going to be growing and probably not going to make too much noise this year. But there is the foundation laid with all those picks. I mean, I know the Sharks supposed to be my rivals, but, uh, man, you guys are really sleeping on this, man. Uh, this, I think is... Uh... This lineup is a little sketchy, but I mean, like for example, he has Tyler Lockett, my boy. Um, try to try to take him off his hands, but the guy would not budge. By the way, Jason, that's why our trade didn't go through. 
Um, but I, I think he's, um, you know, two wins is, is right up where Aaron was saying. Uh, he's not really, I don't, I don't even know how to say if I'm even sounding rude, to be honest. Uh, just, I don't know, man. I was going to say try and try to compete a little more, but I, I felt like that might be a little rude. I mean, I don't think he's trying to compete this year, to be honest. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, he's, he's, yeah. For next he, year. <laughs> Jabir has said as much in the group chat that he's looking forward to Jerry Judy. And he's Jer- putting Jer- himself what? in as good. Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the top recruits. The best wide receiver out. of all time. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Ow. I don't know about the best wide receiver of all time. That might be a little much. Y'all just wait, dude. It's clearly Chris Godwin. No, he does actually have the best wide receiver of all time on his bench, though. The man that was getting projected to be the wide receiver running the class earlier. You remember Hakeem Butler was getting mad hype. Dude, I love Hakeem Butler. He's so tall. He's so fast. I forgot. Well, talking about wide receivers, that brings us to our next team in the Central. The Toronto Tauntauns, led by Tony. And his wide receiver situation is definitely one of the more disappointing in the league which has probably landed him with the one win record um ty hilton is his leading wide receiver with 57 points uh, which is a low number for that category i think he had a good team to start but obviously the injury to ben roethlisberger probably hindered a little bit of his plans as well as having andrew luck from the start so he did put himself in a good situation and kind of just got unlucky yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't help that uh, it doesn't really appear that uh, Tony's making any effort in the uh, tight end department because I believe he's uh, he started Chris Herndon despite being out last week, although to be fair, none of his tight ends put up any points. I mean, his entire tight end position as a group has only scored 6.5 points the whole season. I didn't realize Ian Thomas has zero points on the year. What the heck? No, I mean, it's like I said in the... Uh, Power rankings month or you know a couple months ago, like this is one of the weakest position groups in all the league. Um, I mean, I think Tony's probably looking forward to next season already, but uh, has a couple older pieces he could try to move uh, here in the next couple weeks to uh, try to bolster his draft capital. So just got to build the team around the two superstar running backs in there. Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb will put up twenty to thirty points a week each. So just kind of build around that, build up the wide receiver core. He's got Greg the leg, obviously, so that's good. And then, yeah, just got to get some young quarterback talent in the roster here next year going forward. Unfortunate about Roethlisberger and then Andrew Luck retiring, of course. But the linebacking core and the running backs, pretty pretty good, I think. Uh, Tony's team is uh, one of the teams I handed out. I've, I've been realizing that the three losses that, I've have, that I have right currently have been to teams that have been winless. So, um kind of been well, who is it it's it's been tony cole i gave you your first win unfortunately you're such a nice guy yeah very nice um who's the other guy can't remember i almost gave it to aaron i gave aaron false hope but he's the <laughs> only person that was winless against me that didn't get a win um but there's someone else i can't remember who um so looking at this league uh where it stands right now 
I think the way it's going to end is not to toot my own horn, but I think I might jump number one, catch up to Ryan. I'm only two games behind him. I think Ryan is a solid number two uh, for the Central. Uh, not too much movement with Jabir staying in third and the Tauntaun staying in fifth or fourth. Can't count. Yeah, I'm going to agree with your top two. I think you're going to finish in first, followed by Ryan. And I think Tony's going to come ahead just because of the Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey. And then with Jabir in fourth place. I think the division is going to stay the same at the top. I think Ryan will stay in first and the Duckies will stay in second. And I think Toronto will actually move into third and Jabir will drop to four. Uh, yeah, my prediction would have to be Duckies, Hawks, probably Tauntauns, then Sharks. Yeah, I'm actually going to say it stays exactly the same as it currently is. I think uh, the two-game lead Ryan has gives him a nice cushion. Um, although I do think Dan does have potential to sneak into that wild card. But uh, the rest of the division stays the same for me. Speaking of two-game leads... We have a man that has a three-game lead out here in the West with Trent. He's also tied with Jason, by the way, but Trent's roster has been pretty solid so far, 4-2. and two. He's got the ultimate advantage. Bill Belichick is the coach, guaranteed to score 10 points a week, it seems, every single week as they're blowing everyone out at this point. But uh, getting really solid running back production out of everybody and then getting Chris Godwin has helped with the fact that Devontae Adams has been a little bit of a bust this year, but... DK Metcalf also kind of coming into his own. So he's been a pretty solid roster so far. I mean, this team is still a championship contender, in my opinion. Yeah, if, uh, if trading like Cooper Cup was my second biggest regret this year, uh, trading like Chris Godwin is my biggest regret. And it's not even really close at this point because uh, Godwin's kind of vaulted himself up into, like, you know, a top 30 asset in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that the value I got was bad for him, but... It's not what I, I couldn't trade those picks for Goblin straight up anymore. Would you give up for him again? He gave me his first and second round pick. Yeah, see, at the time, I thought that that was a little much, but now it's looking like that was a really good deal all around for both sides. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this team is still, it's loaded. He's scoring the most points in the league for a reason. Uh, he's deep at pretty much every position. I mean, hopefully Greg Olson bounces back into form if uh, Cam Newton comes back here in a couple weeks. But yeah, I mean, this team's still looking like one of the uh, strongest contenders for the championship this year. Do you think that Cam Newton's going to take that number one spot? I mean, I yes. I think so. I mean, Kyle Allen's been winning games, but he hasn't been like a great quarterback. So, like, He's I mean, fumbled I... so many times, dude. No, that's true. I had him in a redraft league streaming that week when he fumbled the ball. And uh, do any of you guys have Sunday ticket? Yeah. You know when there's a highlight, how it pops up in the top right-hand corner, you can click on it. And I saw him fumble three or four times in that game, and every single time it popped up after the first time, I thought the app has to be glitched, but it just kept happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Trent's team has been uh, one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the favorites here, and it's for a reason. Um, this team is just all around doing f- phenomenal. Even he's going to have a quite a selection of QBs to play with once Breeze comes back. Um, running backs are awesome, to be completely honest. Uh, Chris Godwin, yeah, that's a big, hard pill to swallow for Aaron there. I was just looking at his numbers, and holy crap, this man's been 
has scored uh, over 20 points in all but two games, which is crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, thanks, Dan. Godwin yeah, has scored more <laughs> points than Carson Wentz. That's yeah, that's really crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, this I think this team has a big, big chance to uh, win the ship this year. Yeah, tight end's probably like really the only weak point at this point in the year. Uh, definitely loving the Godwin dealing stack and wide receiver. That was some good trading at the start of the year, to say the least. And then, yeah, overall, just fantastic team with by far the most points this year. I'm, I'm excited that I had the most points scored. This week is going to be a test because while my team has been performing, uh, I'm definitely not deep. So I don't have Godwin starting this week, so it'll be interesting because he is on a bye as well as a last-minute scramble to pick up Zane Gonzalez off of the waiver wire because Matt Gay is on a bye and Steven Gostowski is on IR. So I had to get a kicker this week. Only really thing I could complain about my team is obviously the tight end struggles, but I would really like to start a healthy linebacking core. I've been missing Devin White pretty much all season, and C.J. Mosley has been out the last two three weeks. So once I get Mosley back, Hopefully I can get a couple of more points from him, seeing how he had a pick six his second week, I believe, in fantasy, or his for week one, and got me 18 points. So to have that type of performance from my linebacking core would be ideal. Before we move on to our next team, I have to ask you, what's the price check on Devontae Adams right now? Um, It's definitely still a first-rounder, seeing how he was my first overall pick in the entire draft or first round pick in the entire draft, but I'm open to all offers. All right. Next in the West, we got Jason scar spiders. He's been getting pretty solid all around production from all his positions. Can't think anybody that's been performing out of their mind, except for uh, Sean Watson and Mark Ingram have been really, really solid for him. Wide receiver has been his weak spot, but Zeckers has been putting up solid production at tight end. It's just been a good year for him so far, and I think he's going to continue to ride probably into the playoffs. Yeah, I guess if we're talking about mistakes, I feel bad because Aaron's the only one admitting his. Um, But I definitely am not 100% mad that I got rid of Mark Ingram, but it would still be nice to have Ingram on my team. I uh, think that Jason has a very good chance to beat me and win the division. Um, Watson has obviously been a stud because running backs, as mentioned, Henry, Ingram, and Gurley have all been putting up solid numbers. Wide receivers still scares me a little bit just because he doesn't necessarily have a stud there. Um, I believe his leading wide receiver has been Michael Gallup. So the fact that that's, or I'm sorry, Robert Woods has actually been his leading wide receiver. So Woods, Gallup, and Williams all solid, but not necessarily um, tier one guys that you would think. But I do like Jason's team overall, and think I do think he has a chance to win the West. Yeah, I'd say this is a very solid team, top to bottom. Um, the yeah, wide receiver core, a lot of injuries at the moment, which is making them a little shaky. But uh, overall. Every defensive position has solid players that who are putting up great totals week to week, keeping them in it. 
aside from that, yeah. Quarterbacks quite a strength and running backs have been doing their job. Like this team. It's just been a few teams that have had crazy IDP production. This is definitely one of the top three in IDP production. For sure. A solid team. Um not elite at any one position, but he's not the worst at any. Uh, even as receivers. Uh he just has a lot of solid number twos, no solid number one. But uh I'm sure as we get closer towards the uh you know, trade deadline, he might be inclined to move his first and maybe some secondary pieces to make that happen. So we'll just have to see come that time. Next, we have the start of the one and five battle at the bottom of the West Division. But luckily, Cole has outscored his nemesis Aaron by 16 points to get him in this position. So Cole, why don't you go ahead and talk about your team for a little bit, the Phoenix Wildfire. Well, uh, as I told y'all before we started here, I'm feeling like so far I've had kind of a uh, a bit of a spell of bad luck to start the year off. I had those two stat correction losses. I should be three and three right now. I uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little disappointed, but I mean, the defensive line has been horrible for my team. I can't really sugarcoat it. But uh, Lamar Jackson drafted him in round 23 and everyone told me I drafted a running back so I'm feeling vindicated about that but I don't know I'm feeling like it's gonna it's gonna go up but if I keep losing eventually the season's gonna be lost but the the run starts here boys I'm not losing another game for the rest of the year well that's bold (laughs) I mean you at least got one more week of uh you got at least a one game win streak coming up because you're uh facing me this week but uh that's gonna be interesting. Nick, Both is it winning? Nick, is it more bold to say that Cole's not gonna win, uh, or Cole's gonna win out, or that Daryl Henderson's a fantasy RB one? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the best takes so. up. I will repeat myself. When Gurley goes down to a season ender, or they can eventually cut bait from him. He's looked really explosive last game. That's all I need, last game. They're going to fix their offensive line, and he's going to be the RB1 within the next two years in fantasy. I guarantee it. I think the biggest issue there, though, is what are they going to use to fix that offensive line? They don't have money or They're going to draft I'll tell you what. I'll tell you I'll tell you what, Cole. I'll make you a deal. If, if Gurley goes down, I'll trade you Malcolm Brown as a handcuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, dude. <laughs> But no, Cole, I like your team. You definitely have gotten a little unlucky. I uh, was pretty high on Aaron Jones this year, but just couldn't pull the trigger because I've always just known the Packers as a pass-heavy offense with Rodgers being there. I already had Adams on my team, so I didn't want to double up. But Aaron Jones has obviously been the stud in your running back core. And uh, thank goodness that Aaron's in our division because you know you can't come in. (laughs) I'm just glad that uh, they benched Aaron Jones and they started my boy Jamal Williams. Um, you know that was a nice, <laughs> even though it was I had a bad a, night for Jones. It was a good night for the duckies, that's for sure. Um, but <laughs> looking at this team, also, um, I, I would have to agree with Cole. He's, I feel like he's been, he's had a uh, a bad start, um, just unlucky. More than anything, um, the Lamar Jackson is probably my 
Uh, I would say my second favorite pick uh, first has to be Jay Ajayi. He's been awesome, you know, just sitting there in a uh, free agency. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, this, I think this, this team, it's, you know, I hate to say it, but might be done for this year, but definitely has some upside for the years to come. Oh man, I, I sure hope it's done for this year. I have a uh, Cole's first and third round pick. That's this why year. I got to win out. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't know. You have a good roster. Uh, just uh, it's talented, but a lot of the players just aren't clicking right now. OJ Howard probably needs to get traded. Uh, yeah. Dallas Goddard's not doing much. Um, you've dealt with injuries, the receiving core, and Odell Beckham's disappointing play. Uh, so yeah, I kind of agree with Dan that. One and five is probably too big a hole for this year, especially with who's in our division. But you're still probably in a really good spot for next year. I was hoping that uh, before the trade deadline comes up here, that OJ Howard gets sent to Seattle due to the Disley injury. That would be pretty solid to see. I think anywhere else would probably be better at the moment. <laughs> and last but not least, because Thank goodness he has the second amount, least amount of points scored. Is Aaron, the San Diego Paladins? Nick, what do you think about Aaron's team? Uh, I'm yeah, I like the team in general. That wide receiving core is scary. Still, the running backs are scary in another way. But the, those draft picks <laughs> next year should certainly remedy that and put him in a position to really compete um i feel pretty bad for this division because i've handed both bottom teams uh stat change loss <laughs> not really proud of that but what happens happens nick's curse <laughs> yeah, apparently but yeah i'm looking forward to next year for sure for this team i'm just glad it's not in my division yeah, I like Aaron's team. Uh, Miles Sanders is starting slowly but surely to prevail as, if not the running back number one in Philly, definitely in every down back, as, whether it's run or pass. Um, a little bit slim at the running back position outside of that. Wide receiver. A little? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to be nice. This was This was my time to be nice to Aaron. Well, I mean, you did have Melvin Gordon on your team, correct? Yeah. So you can only really feel bad for someone as much as you would allow him. But uh, Michael Thomas has been a stud at the wide receiver position, and Matt Ryan has been a stud at the quarterback position. So whatever type of trio you can get going there on offense with Ryan, Sanders, and Thomas, I think that's something to definitely build on towards the future. Mark Andrews is a stud at tight end. He's definitely cooled off, though, since week, what, two or three? Week one and two, he went off, and then last week he kind of reemerged as what he should be doing. And the defense, I think, has probably been one of the bigger disappointments. No one really there performing at a high, high level. So I think they will stay in fourth place, but the future is bright for Aaron. Yeah, all those picks better be. <laughs> Yeah, um, the only thing that I kind of really want or kind of hope for in for the Paladins is uh, Matty Ice to keep 
keep performing considering I have both uh, Hooper and Jones. So if he just, you know, continues to do what he's doing, uh, fully support this team. <laughs> I'm guessing one year from now, if we look at the roster, the running back will be improved tenfold position-wise. As long as he makes good picks in the, uh, in the upcoming drafts, like you said, he's got a million picks in the drafts. I mean, if I had to guess... I'm assuming that this man's going to stock up on running back in the next draft and probably double the amount of players at that position next year. Aaron, what are your thoughts on your team? Oh, I mean, I uh, I stuck the fork in my team uh, two weeks ago, probably even three, to be honest. Uh, I just saw it was a tough division. And uh, since I was, you know, 0-4 at that point, why bother trying to compete? So I've just been making moves, trying to uh, put myself in as good a spot for next year as I can. I think I've made really good trades, you know, in acquiring Michael Thomas for a pretty good price, uh, acquiring uh, Baker Mayfield for a pretty good price, acquiring two first-round picks for Melvin Gordon. Like, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to put myself in a good spot for next year. And then, yeah, I, I do think that my running backs will be completely revamped come next year. But uh, for this season, uh, there's no point in holding on to older guys if they're not going to help me. So, so yeah, that's why I'm. Well, that's a good men- mindset to have at one in five, Aaron. I commend you, you for that. You won't cut Mike Davis right now on this podcast. Uh, I will not. Uh, he's essential to my team. He's old. Okay, but like, I him. mean, I mean, old guys that do it, Dan's on your shoulder. I need. I mean, old guys that have value. You know, there's no point in. Cu- like, he's not helping my team, but he's also not hurting it. He's the babysitter I- of your running back group. And I need to start at least two running backs on any given week. So I can't afford to be losing anymore. Well, looking at this division, uh, projecting it moving forward, I'm going to make it simple, and I think it stays the exact way it is right now. I don't see it changing from the way that it is myself. Yeah, um, I would have to agree. Just... um stay exactly the same as it is right now. I mean, just the, the teams at the bottom are going to probably stay at the bottom. Uh, maybe Jason jumps Trent at some point, but I'll just hedge my bets and stick with the team that scored the uh, most points this season. Yeah, realistically, there's too much of a hole for either of the bottom teams to climb out of unless I go on a run, but nah, it's going to stay the same if I had to guess. I mean, you could still contend for a wild card spot, but as long as the luck is in my favor. So, if um, I guess the only thing I'll, I'll probably a good question to ask is, looking at where we are now, can we? Um, I know it's a, still a little bit of a long shot, but what would be the most interesting or the best matchup for the ch- championship this year? If I'm saying interesting, I would say Jason and Devin. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Trent and Devin. Uh, I think they just have probably the two best rosters right now. And I think Devin's just going to improve his receivers and make it even more of a good contest. I'd have to say Dylan and Trent. No reasoning, just, you know. I'm going to say... Ryan and Cole. Yo, the comeback. 
I'm telling you. Gross. <laughs> I think the most interesting uh, championship game would probably be the um, the Paladins and the Tauntauns. That'd be interesting to watch. Uh, that would be make something if that happened. <laughs> uh, no, but realistically, I think that uh, I would have someone said it earlier, but the Magicians against Trent would be really fun to see how it play out. I think the I think the most the the biggest headline is just seeing how much movement is going to be at the because I mean the Central and the West are kind of already established the top two. I mean Jabir does have a shot, but the East is up for grabs at at any point with throughout mm-hmm. the season. So I mean that could potentially be a division with three playoff teams in it. Yeah, uh, one thing that everyone should know is uh, the trade deadline for this league is in between weeks 10 and 11. So it's the, uh, I think it's on the Thursday of like the Thursday night game of week 11. So keep that in mind. You guys have about three and a half weeks to decide if you're contending or not contending. So you might want to make some trades before that point. And if you haven't done it, Make sure to throw some players in your trade bait if you've got anybody you're interested in potentially dealing. And if you're going to offer someone for Drew Brees, don't make it Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> and a third rounder. And a third <laughs> Forgetting that. All right, boys. Well, thank you for joining us again for another episode. We appreciate you listening, of course. Did a little bit of a roundtable type of feel to this episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Have a good week. And good luck out there. Yep, uh, please trade me all your first-round picks, and uh, good luck out there. Uh, Remember, if you're down by less than five, to sacrifice those goats. Evil. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just keep, if anybody has time, just tell me how uh, much they like Scary Terry. Very much appreciate it. Everyone have a good week out there. Cole, cue music.